Let's get all sorted. I'm James. And I'm Jeff. Today we present the happiest podcast on earth. All Sorted is brought to you by the support of our patrons, and it's executive produced by Brandon Ellis. As always, if you want to check out links to everything we're talking about today, head over to BreakingDads.com. 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 You can also leave us comments there or find us on Twitter. I'm at Still Sorting. If you like what we're doing, please let someone else know about our podcast. Like us on Facebook and or spread the word however you can. We would be extremely grateful. I'd say today's mission for spreading the word is I want you to go to a beach at low tide and write BreakingDads.com in the way in the sand and then watch as the tide comes and washes it away. I just alone. It's very zen, this That's one. A... <laughs> it's not about spreading the word exactly. It's about you know, finding inner peace. It's about I'm trying to bring inner peace and a couple more listeners. That's I think a good a good we're there for you, you're there for us. Let the I ocean like know about us. Yes. So what are we talking about this week? Well, as you know, Lego has had great success in selling sets based on license agreements with different intellectual property owners. But I think it's fair to say that there's one company they have a very special relationship with. In fact, it's a relationship that started even before they made their first plastic bricks. Dun, dun, Is that dun, a good dun. tease? Did you like that? That was. Are you intrigued? I am intrigued. You didn't read the title of the episode then. It kind, nope. of, it kind of really spoils. No, no idea. There's no episode on this page. That's right. Uh, yeah, the, the very first licensed toy Lego made was a wooden pull toy of Mickey's pal Pluto, Sometime in the late 30s or early 40s. Um, it remained in production throughout the 1950s and was a very popular toy. Uh, you think Lego would have learned from that success and you'd see a long history of licensed Lego toys, particularly from the Disney Corporation. Uh, but no, Lego would not make uh, another licensed Disney toy until after Y2K hits. That's a bit of a break. It's a bit of a break, yeah. Why the break? Uh, I think Lego was trying to find itself hmm. still, and uh, like, yeah, we need to break Disney. I've got to go off and figure it out. And and you have to also remember when they made that wooden toy, they were importing around some of Europe, but hmm. they were mostly a Danish company. Right. So I don't think uh, Disney was out seeking them out either. You yeah. know, going, you know, what we really need more wooden pull toys <laughs> in the Danish market. That'll really help. Uh, you know, I'm glad they remained friends over the years. Yes, that was. They at least were aware of each other, yeah. I'm sure. But in the year 2000, which, you know, I'm old because every time I say that, I still think it's the future. <laughs> like, here we are. It's 2016. We're going to this. And every time I hear the year 2000, like, wow, it's like when, when that happens. Oh, yeah, wait, uh, we'll have our flying uh, cars and we'll be living in the clouds and, yeah. and colonizing Mars. That's... No, because we'll be living in the woods with tin food and the whole inter Internet infrastructure and everything will have collapsed. The electric grid will have gone down. Right, right, because of Y2K. Yeah. Yes. For those of you listening that don't know what Y2K is, oh, yeah. ask your parents. <laughs> yeah, so in the year 2000, Lego thought they would jump back into business with Disney again, and they produced some Lego Mickey Mouse sets. Now, we've talked about this line before, as it was really the spiritual successor to the Lego Fabuland line that James and I are both simultaneously fascinated and horrified by. Uh, this line used the old Fabuland molds and parts to build kid-friendly, easy-to-assemble sets. But somehow, by removing all the anthropomorphic animals and replacing them with the much more familiar and loved Mickey and Minnie, Lego somehow destroyed the magic of Fabuland and replaced it with a pale imitation, hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> Somebody out there is like, no! 
the Mickey line was way better. No, quantitative fact. Yes. Yes. That's what we give you here on this podcast. <laughs> Nothing but fact. Uh, Lego did try to recapture the magic of their wooden toy success by including a Pluto figure in two of the five sets they released. Uh, one of those was 4166 Mickey's Car Garage. Um, now, I don't know if I would take my car to a giant mouse and his pet dog to get fixed, especially when you see that the only tools they have are a giant generator, an oil can, a wrench, and an axe. An axe fixes everything. <laughs> I'm not a mechanic by trade, but I can't conceive of any time where I would use an axe to repair anything on a car. How, how many times have you said, you know, oh, let me take a look at that. Let me just get my axe. <laughs> get my axe. You, your watch isn't working? Hey, yeah. oh, computer's acting up? Just a sec. I got my axe in the, the trunk of my car. The only time I think the axe would be helpful would be the, hey, the window won't roll down. <laughs> Boom. Problem solved. Now it won't that, roll up. I, yeah, no idea what that. Maybe by, that was an oldie timey car repair thing. Yeah, I don't know. And the other thing I have to ask is how successful of a mechanic can Mickey be when he can't even afford an entire building? His shop sits behind a facade with a door in it. Like, are we supposed to walk through the door or do we just walk around the wall? Like, what are the rules here? He's always out front. He just loiters out there. He's always out front because there is no it (laughs) building. He's another one of those. Uh, Just a sec. uh, I'll check with my secretary and get her to. And he's like, oh, just goes up an octave. That's, Which is really impressive for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't even hear that part <laughs> I, of the I conversation. Can't <laughs> oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah, you're so fine. Put down the axe. Uh, the other one set with Pluto in it is four one six seven Mickey's Mansion. Now I know there's a trend in home design to bring the outdoors inside, uh, but again, we're presented with a home where there is no inside. No, it's very confusing to me. Uh, even if you if you look at the picture, there's there's a caged bird and. Even that is precariously perched on a plank stuck to the upstairs window. Now, why would you do that to a bird? You're going to trap it in a tiny cage and then leave the cage outside so the bird can see the great big world and know it can never be a part of that. And it's all the irony. Like, there not there an animal rights organization in the animal world? Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's looking out for the rights of the other animals that the other animals are taking advantage of? I don't think so, because the early Disney, too, they're very violent with each other. So mm. I don't know if there's a lot of rules. No. You know, other than they, they won't be permanently hurt. How do we like this theme? It's just anarchy and chaos. Ultra-violence. Subjugation. It's, it's it's a very subtle violence, though, right? Like, I think it's more psychological mm. than overt. And I feel like the scars <laughs> so, are just so we're as okay deep. With yeah. that. <laughs> that poor bird. That is really, it's kind of demoralizing looking at that bird perched yeah. on the window. You're like, really? Yeah. And then also, like, it's a bird owned by a giant mouse. Like, even that's got to be terrorizing, right? Yeah. Like, like the bird's confused. Should I hunt you? Are you going to murder me? I don't know what, what this relationship no, is. And you're really big for a mouse. Yes, or exactly. Very small for a bird. I don't yeah. know which. And they're a mouse that walks on hind legs, and then it has a pet dog that's like a real dog. But then they have a friend, Goofy, who's not a pet dog. I don't know what he is. Yeah. It's weird. I don't I don't think we should get too deep into no. the, to the mind of Disney. It's, I think it's that's a that's a slow slippery slope that we can never See, it's worse than Fabuland. Well, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> that's it's, it's, saying it's much creepier. Let's move on from that. Yeah. Lego's lack of success with the Mickey Mouse line stung. And then you mix that in with uh, Lego falling on hard times through the early part of the new millennium, and Lego shied away from licensed products. But by 2009, Lego had rebounded, and the license agreement Lego had signed with Lucasfilm for Star Wars in 1999 
was one of the driving forces of the LEGO rebuild. Wanting to duplicate the success they've had with Star Wars, in 2009, LEGO signed a multi-year partnership with Disney Consumer Products, obtaining exclusive rights to construction toys based on the entire portfolio of Disney and Disney Pixar properties. That is the most corporate line I'm ever going to say in the history of this podcast. I do love when a large corporation gets together with another large corporation and... They make words. And legalese is written (laughs) and documents are signed and initialed in many places. Uh, But then, after all the paperwork is done, starting in 2010... Lego would release at least one new set based on a Disney property every year. Man. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't uh, They didn't wait around. No, no. You sign those agreements and you go. Like, mm. they're a license to print money for a reason. Yes. See what I did there? Because <laughs> we're talking about license agreements. I got that. They make a lot of money on it. <laughs> so, in 2010, uh, Lego released the Toy Story theme, which gave us 11 sets and four poly bags that would be released covering all three films. Uh, Now, let's just pause for a moment and realize that these are toys based on a movie based on toys. Lego wouldn't get this meta again until the 2014 release of Lego sets based on a movie based on Lego. They like that. I I don't know. There's something about that. I feel like like these lines are the inception of construction toys. (laughs) You just keep digging deeper and deeper in them and you don't know. That's really what their license agreement had a lot of footnotes and subtext about that we've got to get as complicated as possible we're going to wreck people's minds with this stuff it's Mm -hmm. going to be amazing well i like the fact that when they made the toy story movie they had to get licenses for some of the toys that they included in the movie and then lego signed a license with disney consumer products which then somehow covered the licenses yeah it's all i don't even understand i don't i don't pretend to understand we are not smart, man. There's a reason we don't do licensing agreements for a living. There's, there's, yes. There's many reasons. Nobody wants to get sued. I think that's the main <laughs> thing. Uh, but let's look at one of those sets, uh, 7594 Woody's Roundup, uh, which is great because now kids can reenact scenes from a fake TV show featuring fake toys in a CGI movie. Again, <laughs> just parts of my brain imploded. Like, as I hear that, like, the Christopher Nolan wong noise goes off in my head. Is yeah. that is that wrong with that's me? Not, I don't that's... know what it is. Hey, James, how long has that top been spinning on your desk? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's keep spinning. I don't know. There's a reference. <laughs> like, five people listening. I like that I look to my desk. Because <laughs> I was like thinking, that. what? There's a top on my desk? I did point. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> I did point, And you are known for looking where people point. Anyway, back to what he's round up. I feel like I've gone off on a tangent that I may never recover from. Hey, did you know they made a Woody's Roundup set? <laughs> uh, so I'm a little disappointed in this set uh, because Stinky Pete doesn't come with a box. Um, so no, he's no longer mint. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, now I'm referencing the movie that the reference... Okay, whatever. Let's move on to, I think, just a much more beloved movie property by Lego. Okay. Prince of Persia. Mm. Yes. Mm. Do you remember that? Do you remember when Jake Gyllenhaal was going to become an action star? I do remember their commercials about this movie. Yes. yes. Jake Gyllenhaal, it was gonna, he was going to be the new Tom Cruise, and he's not, because Tom Cruise says, no, I'm still Tom Cruise. Uh, so Prince of Persia gave us five sets and one poly bag, uh, and we've talked about this line before on the podcast, and mm-hmm. unless you love ostriches and, and uh, camels, ostriches I, I can't say that. Ostrich, Unless you love uh, to have more than one ostrich and camel, you can ignore this line completely. Now, personally, my ostrich army sits at two, um, but I'm looking for more hmm. out there in the world. Yes. 
one day my ostriches will rise up and they will destroy the world. They are fine. Yes. The following year, 2011, Lego gave us the uh, Cars theme. Uh, overall, this would give us 22 sets, two poly bags, one Toys R Us build and take, and three Super Pack collections. A Lego Super Pack is much more fun than a political Super Pack <laughs> uh, and probably involves way more money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, this line lasted for two years, which is longer than most Disney themes. Now, Lego and Cars have always gone together, uh, so really this is a no-brainer theme. Uh, my favorite set from the line is 8487 Flo's V8 Cafe. Um, now, this theme in general really nails the Cars character designs, and this set gives you Lightning McQueen, Tomater, Flo, Sally, Fillmore, and Sarge, and each one looks like they just drove right off the screen. That, they give you everything. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty loaded set. And the V8 Cafe has some great signage. And again, it looks very true to the film. Hmm. Now, oddly, this is the one licensed theme that doesn't come with any minifigs. Makes which sense. some people were complaining about. And then you have to say, did you watch the movies? Cars, the cars themselves are kind of minifiggy builds. Like, they're very... They have a ton of personality. Builds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. There you go. So, maybe that counts. Yeah. Kind of, kind of has to. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, you couldn't make that up. Like you couldn't just sort of like they couldn't change that franchise. No, no, your universe now has a gas station attendant. Yes. Like what? <laughs> that would make literally no sense. Yeah, if you're gonna believe in a world where cars are people, yeah, then you can't also have people. I yeah. guess I don't know. Um, but yeah, so if anyone's complaining about the lack of minifigures, this is not the line for you. No. Also in 2011, they gave us, again, a beloved movie franchise. This one, at least, you can say has made a lot of money. Pirates of the Caribbean. So they gave us nine sets, four poly bags, and one battle pack for pirates. Uh, now, some of these sets were awesome, and we've talked about them before, particularly the two ships in the line. Mm -hmm. However, there is a constant battle to hit lower price points with licensed sets, and Pirates of the Caribbean really missed the <clears throat> boat with these attempts. That was subtle. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So which ones? Uh, so 4191 Captain's Cabin. Now, I'll admit, the accessories are pretty cool here with the uh, long bones and the ships in a bottle and the globe and the compass. But how much fun can a kid yeah. really have yeah. here? You know, uh, somebody going around going, hmm, I think I'll get my son a nice pirate playset. But none of those boring ships. No, I want him to get some nice themed furniture that'll really get his creative juices flowing. Yeah, it's a pirate it's man a, cave. Yeah. yeah, no, it's underwhelming. I guess if you love, they're, they're not selling to kids with this. They're selling it's, to collectors who love the movie. I guess. I don't know. I can't Or like people that imagine. make ships and bottles and want, want their Lego minifigures to have the same joy and appreciation. I guess. So. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's... I like the, they are cool accessories, but yeah, weird. It's just, yeah, I don't like if I gave this to my children, they'd be like, okay, I'm going to take the pirates and play now. And yeah, that other stuff can stay over there. There was a few weird ones. Yeah. I don't know. Although I do like the captain's cabin much better than 4192 fountain of youth. Now, I don't think every Lego set needs to be a giant 3000 piece detail fest. Really? But the Fountain of Youth was kind of a big deal, and this 125-piece set looks more like the birdbath of youth with matching shower curtains. It's, uh, yeah, underwhelming doesn't even. It's what? No, it's 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 you know because 
when these designers work on these uh, license sets, they, they get to read the script early and they're like, oh, Fountain of Youth. And I wonder if originally it was going to be awesome. And then at some point Lego said, no, this has to be the $20 price point. Uh, and they said, or under, and the designer said, fine. <laughs> yeah. Or or the, some of the characters from one of the friend sets just threw out some stuff out in the curb. And this is the stuff they're having like a... So you're saying like, like because as friends gets more and more into science, um, they, they invent a time machine. Yes. They go back in time. Absolutely. And they, they throw it out. Yeah. I guess that, that makes sense. Yeah. It's it makes as much sense as this playset does. Let's go with that. Let's move on. What happens in 2012? 2012, uh, they release one of my favorite lines, Marvel Superheroes. Uh, Now, over the last five years, they've released 45 sets, 17 poly bags, and nine San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Marvel Superhero sets. That's um, that's a pretty good pace. So they're thinking this one makes money. (laughs) This one might be doing okay. Uh, now, to be honest, I found the first few years of the Marvel sets to be uninspired builds paired with ultra-desirable minifigs. Uh, but things appear to be changing for the better. If you look at 76051 Superhero Airport Battle, this is one of my favorite builds of 2016. Uh, no part of the set was phoned in as every detail was well-designed and brought some fun. Um, the use of stickers, which I usually detest in a set, was very well done and brought a lot of fun to the set from the shipping boxes from AIM and Hammer Industries and Stark Industries, which are all competing businesses and or terrorist organizations in the Marvel Universe, to the suitcases that have traveled from Sokovia, the home of Scarlet Witch, Wakanda, uh, Black Panther's residence, and most importantly, the land of Lego, Beeland, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> To think that these different travelers have traveled from these different places <laughs> to come to this Lego playset. The impressive looking airport control tower um, has a door on it that has the infinitely reusable sticker letting you know that this is a restricted area for authorized minifigures only. I think that that's fantastic. That's going to find the way into many a mock. Your office door? It's, yes. Oh, I do want a full size sign of that now. Oh, oh, I got it. That's beautiful. Thanks, James. Yeah, I love when you give me inspiration. <laughs> now, by far the star of the show is the nanofig Ant-Man and the brick-built Giant-Man. I love the idea that we can have uh, between the Ant-Man set we come up before with the regular-sized minifig and the nanofig and the giant, Giant-Man. Those are cool. We can go through all of the different versions of Ant-Man as he appears in the films. Um, the proportions of the giant man are perfect, really giving you the effect that you're looking at a minifig that has somehow grown to giant size. Uh, it's impressive, to say the least. Um, and I know my kids have spent many an hour with that giant man holding on to uh, Iron Man or one of the other figures and battling it out, um, which is just fun. So hopefully this trend will continue. And I must say, looking at uh, what's still to come out in 2016, it's safe to say Inspire Design is the new normal. Yeah. I hope. Don't screw this up, Lego, no. Lego designers. Come on. Keep it good. Keep it solid. But it's not 2016 yet in this podcast. No. No, that's right. We've only come to 2013. Wow, wow, wow. We're still living in the past. Uh, and once again, they hit us with a, just a, a loved movie that I'm sure will be a franchise. Um, the Lone Ranger. Wow. I don't know if you're familiar with this one. <laughs> Uh, I think the loan refers to um, how many sequels it's going to get. <laughs> yeah. In this one, they gave us six sets and two poly bags. Um, now, the movie tanked, unfortunately, as I found the overall set design to be quite nice on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the highlight, I think, has to be 79111 Constitution Train Chase. 
Uh, hey, would you like to build an Old West steam train? Yes, please. Would you like to build a giant machine gun on that train? Wait, I thought Lego did not make weapons. Sometimes I do, okay? So Certainly, Disney wouldn't want Lego to expose children to uh, this weapon of mass destruction, though, right? Look, Disney made the gun a major plot point in the movie, so clearly they're cool with it. But... Look, we've already covered this before. Lego doesn't make realistic weapons of war except when they do. Can, let's just move on, okay? Yeah, but... We're moving on. <laughs> Into... <laughs> We can't be mad at each other. <laughs> no, it's We can't too, even pretend to be mad at each other. It's so bad. It's a cool train. There's a giant gun. If you like giant guns, you'll like the giant gun. If it's you don't like giant gun guns, on a train. don't build the giant gun. No. The train itself is pretty cool. Let's go on to, I think, a much more violent and devastating theme that came out oh. in 2014. No. It's don't. horrendous. Oh. Disney Princess. Oh. Yeah. So clearly the target audience for this is you and me, James. I think so. Yes. For sure. So Disney Princess, they have released 19 sets and one polybag over the last three years. Um, so this is a, a line that has legs and I think it's going to be around for a while. You can look at this line as a Disney-fied extension of the Lego Friends theme. Um, so it features the same simplified build style, but brings on some must-have mini dolls of Disney Princesses and the supporting cast. The highlight here, or at least probably the most famous one, is 41062 Elsa's Sparkling Ice Castle. Now, this was a set that was impossible to find on store shelves in January of 2015, as every child on Earth wouldn't stop singing that dang Frozen song. Ironically, they couldn't <laughs> let it go. So bad. It's so good. <laughs> you know you love it. And the worst part is, just saying those three words in a row... Uh, means a lot of our listeners have that song in their head right now. And we're probably going to get sued. <laughs> probably. Disney is litigious? What? <laughs> no. Uh, now, personally, I was a little disappointed by this set, as I had hoped it would contain a lot more white and clear trans. And I was hoping I would eventually be able to buy a bunch of these and build a Lego version of the Fortress of Solitude from Superman 2. No. Sadly, no. The blue trans and the white and the i don't know some sort of aquamarine color is in it too i don't yeah. i don't know what's going on it doesn't look like an ice castle you to need me. a lot of them i need a lot of them and it's it's just wrong i mean but hey you know again i'm not the target demo on this from the disney princess line the oddest sets for me are the palace pet sets that don't even feature a disney princess but rather one of their pets showing off the lavish lifestyle <laughs> of the royal pets yeah. hanging out by the pool or spending a day at the spa like, when I look at that, I think, why haven't the poor villagers you see in every Disney movie not risen up in revolt at the fact that a pet is living a life far beyond their lifestyle can ever hope for? This is Disney Hollywood Hills. That's what it is. Or Lego Hollywood Hills. That's, yeah. It's Disney Lego Hollywood Hills. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But I, it's, I don't know. If I was a, a young girl and I, or a young boy that liked the Disney princesses and my parents came home from the store with a Disney princess set mm -hmm. and I opened it up to find out that there is no princess in said set, mm. I might feel a little I don't ripped know. off. As we were saying, the, uh, when you look at the proliferation of cute animals in all of the sets coming out for like friends and the elves, elves and yeah. all, well, mostly the elves actually. <laughs> The uh, oh, well, friends have a billion animals too. They must have done the demo or the market research to find yeah. out that hey, they like the animals. This so just in. They're thinking, yeah, this isn't going to break the set. Young girls like cute animals. What? Uh, I don't, kids. I don't kids. know if my experiences jive with that. Yeah. Um, so, and and the fact they fly off the store shelves 
they also might so, have a little i don't know if the girls would have been that upset though if they got it i guess again i'm so far from the target yeah. demo on this that maybe i'm just i'm missing it i don't think my daughter would have cared yeah you're probably right Woo, puppies. yeah that's true yeah that's true but does your daughter really want to take a cat to the spa like mm. to me that seems like torture for a cat it does like water and waxing like this is not yeah no, not getting cat. rid of claws no. like this is not <laughs> i don't see how a cat would find that fun no no so maybe the massage part that would be all right maybe i'm overthinking it <laughs> tell me who sent you is it it's not a cat's spa. it's a it's a black site uh i'm glad we never take the lego sets too far no. that, that would be awkward and weird Sticking in 2014, uh, this uh, also marked the first of three consecutive years Lego would release a Marvel superhero set in the Lego Juniors theme. Um, the first two years were based on Spider-Man, and 2016 sees Iron Man take on Loki. 2015, as we move towards the present, is the first year since 2010 that a new Disney theme was not launched. Now, that doesn't mean that we didn't get any new Disney sets in 2015, as we saw the launch of the Lego Ideas set, 21303 Wally. Now, this is a beautiful model and it really captures the personality of Wally. But what else would you expect from an Angus McLean design, especially as he was intimately familiar with the subject after working on the film at Pixar? Now, unfortunately, the original set release had an issue with the neck that would cause the head to droop if you attempted to pose it in certain ways. Lego realized the issue soon after release and redesigned the neck support uh, before re releasing the set. Um, now, personally, I think that this idea set will go down as a classic, so hopefully you can grab one before they disappear to the secondary market forever. It's a gorgeous build. It really is. It's yeah. a it's a, a scale they don't often do in Lego, hmm. which is nice. It offers a ton of detail. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing is just, it's just, it, the personality just leaps it's, off of it's it. It's Wally. It's Wally, exactly. Um, so hopefully in the future we'll get, you know, an Eva to go with it or something i think we need a lot more curvy lego pieces though hmm. come on angus get on that like we're like we're intimate <laughs> friends i'm calling them first name basis and that brings us uh to the year that we recorded this 2016 which is the present if you're listening to it in 2016 and the past if you're listening to it in the future and if you somehow have a time machine like those lego friends and you're listening to it in the past it's the future and this will not freak you out because it's actually still your past but it's just the future. This is why they didn't hire you to work on the Back to the Future movies. (laughs) They're like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. It certainly certainly was not my mastery of the English language, which nobody could question. It's like the serpent eating its tail inside of another thing where a serpent is eating its tail inside of another thing where you've got a bunch of its parallaxes and paradoxes and it, it's, i told you this is the, the inception it's complicated <laughs> okay to, yeah. stop looking at me it's complicated so 2016 <laughs> uh enter the disney collectible minifigure series um now it's not unusual for collectible minifigure series to sell out quickly but this set with its crossover appeal between lego and disney collectors seems like a license to print money mm. which we've talked about earlier uh it's pretty ridiculous now i've only seen them in stores twice once at a Walmart and once at my local Lego Lego store. And both times the boxes had been thoroughly picked through with about two dozen felt-up bags thrown around the mostly empty box. Uh, now, overall, the selection in this line is fantastic with a little something for everyone from classics like Peter Pan and Captain Hook to modern Disney like Mr. Incredible and Stitch and a healthy dose of the Disney Renaissance era like Aladdin and Little Mermaid. 
And let's not forget Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy. I mean, there's so many obsessive Disney fans out there, and there's so many obsessive Lego fans out there. It's kind of, I, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That being said, I love it. <laughs> so I want some more of it. Uh, with 18 figures in the line instead of the usual 16, this set is chock full of must-haves. The only question is, will we see a Series 2? Now, since LEGO and Disney really like to take money out of our wallets, I have a very hard time believing we won't see more. When they see how well this one did, I think they'll be very willing to. Oh, really? Uh, I guess we can. It's going to be hard to pick. I mean, if we got two series of Simpsons, mm. you know, with its exactly with its relatively short history compared to Disney. Yeah, they've uh, got a lot of things to choose from. Yeah. Oh. And they're, the minifigures have gotten so good. Yeah, you're, you're talking about the, the printing yeah. and the molding. It's There's nothing they can't do now no. in the minifigure scale. So it, it winds it out way beyond the Lego aficionados mm-hmm. to really have that appeal as, if for all collectors. So there's no way they won't milk this. That's right. I hope. And yet, I don't hope. And yet, I hope. <laughs> and yet, I don't hope. Anyway, so there you have it. Lego has had over an 80-year relationship with Disney, uh, and that has seen them release one wooden toy dog and over 172 Lego sets and poly bags across 10 different themes. What an incredible partnership. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Wait, I think you're forgetting the uh, one minor little license Lego has with Disney. No, I don't think so. I I covered the Lone Ranger and Cars and Toy Story, even Prince of Persia. What could I have forgot? I know I know these really well. Our mission is to bold to go where no man has gone before and dun 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 dun. Uh wait, Disney doesn't own Star Trek and was was that the Superman theme? Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, wait a second. Are, are you trying to reference Star Wars? Oh maybe that's it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh right. How can I forget this? Disney's greatest cash cow with Lego is from an agreement they didn't even sign. Um, Now, since Disney bought out Lucasfilm in late 2012, Lego has released a staggering 214 Lego Star Wars sets. Disney branding began appearing on the Lego Star Wars sets in late 2014 and have appeared on every Lego Star Wars set since. So if you add in all the post-Disney takeover Star Wars sets, that brings the total number of sets under license from Disney to 404 across 11 different themes. That's almost 100 more than the next closest licensor, which happens to be Lucasfilm, that had 308 sets, of which 289 were Star Wars, released across two themes. Only Warner Brothers has had more than 100 sets released, with 215 sets released across seven different themes. It is is ridiculous, the number, and it's just going to grow. If we go over the next four years, if they're at their current pace, they'll hit over 1,000 Disney sets. That's insane. That's, you can't even. No. Can't even. Like, who, who can collect that? No. And I wonder I wonder if at some point um, Disney and Lego will split up and we'll end up with some terrible Mega Bloks Disney sets and there'll be tears. Oh, the tears. Or maybe Mega Bloks will get good. I'm sorry. I couldn't even, I couldn't even get through the sentence. I don't know what I was thinking. Clearly, Lego and Disney will stick together as long as the money keeps rolling in, which if my wallet has anything to say about it, will be a long time to come. Uh, if there's any Disney property you think Lego has neglected, let us know. Leave a comment on the website or hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Still Sorting. 
Thank you for listening. All Sorted has been executive produced by Brandon Ellis and relies on the support from our patrons. If you'd like to help support us, please click on the Patreon link over at breakingdads.com. Until next time, I've been James. And I'm still Jeff.